106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I miss COVID. I know. Dude, you know what I knew? There was trouble <laughs> when anyone that came to our country didn't have to get a vaccine. And I go, mm -hmm. if you're telling me I can't go to work, but everyone, everyone coming in doesn't have to get one, I go, well, once we found out, when Fauci said, okay, I'm sorry, but if you've had two boosters and two vaccines, you can get and give COVID to another guy who's had five vaccines and four boosters. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a vaccine and a booster? I don't know, it's just more vaccine, but booster sounds better. Anyway, a guy with 25 vaccines would get and give COVID to another guy with 25 vaccines. That's why I'm introducing the daily COVID shot. Every day you get a shot. By the time you get to your car, you got no immunity. But it's a beautiful 39 seconds. In San Francisco, the city's so nice, you'll step in poop twice. <laughs> There's an area where homeless people were urinating and defecating, and it was starting to annoy the people breaking into cars. <laughs> so the city tried to build a public toilet last year but then gave up when the cost hit 1.7 million. Not 1.7 million for a public toilet system. 1.7 million for one toilet. And this wasn't some magic toilet that catches your phone when you drop it. <laughs> so then a private company took pity on San Francisco and offered to build them for free. But after, quote, project management, construction management, architecture and engineering fees, permits, civil, civic design review, surveys, contract preparation, and cost estimation. <sighs> the free toilet was still going to cost almost a million dollars. You know, if you tack on fees like that, you're not a city, you're an airline. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population... Wait, what? ...and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air. Uh, yeah, Kamala, clean air sounds real good and all that, but I'm pretty sure that I'm the population. I don't really want to be reduced. Because I'm pretty sure that means killed. You said the quiet part out loud. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to publicly tell the people who you're trying to erase that there's a secret plan to erase them. That's just stupid. Let's just stick with oil and gas, okay? We're all really into saving the environment and all that, but not at the cost of reducing the population. Nobody here is trying to die so that the next generation can drive a battery-powered Ferrari. I mean, have you seen the next generation? I met a dude the other day with long purple hair and a five o'clock shadow who identifies as a paperclip. Clean air is not gonna help the next generation. They need medicine, and not the medicine y'all been using to reduce the population. I'm sorry, but saving the trees. We need less trees and more people who aren't as dumb as rocks. Have a good one. Well, apparently there is a scandal surrounding the new Speaker of the House. Uh, yeah, guy has been in Congress for up to six years and is still living paycheck to paycheck. I know what you're thinking. This guy thinks he can lead Congress when he hasn't even figured out how to engage in basic insider trading yet. I mean, how did this guy make it into leadership? In the disgusting landscapes of Southern California, we find ourselves observing a peculiar creature known as the twatwaffle. Native to these sun-soaked regions, this particular twatwaffle has ascended to the position of governor, chosen by the many twatwaffles in the Southern Territories. However, a notable divide exists, for in the North, few twatwaffles roam, and their human counterparts express dissatisfaction with the leader's decisions. 
Governor Twatwaffle, in his lofty role, has initiated tax hikes, prompting businesses and investors to flee the state. The once vibrant economic ecosystem now faces a downturn, casting shadows of adversity. As the economic fabric unravels, the consequences reverberate, giving rise to an alarming surge in crime and homelessness. Despite this undeniable track record of failure, a disconcerting possibility looms on the horizon. The Twat Waffle, undeterred by its mismanagement, may embark on a quest for a higher office, presidential ambitions dancing in the air like shit in the Californian street. As we observe this unfolding political drama, the fate of the state and perhaps the nation hangs in the balance, painting a cautionary tale of leadership gone awry in the land of the Twatwaffle. Salute Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our 244th episode, and this will appear on December 2nd, 2023. So uh, we're working on this a few nights ahead of time uh, so the tech people can get it all slicked up, Tanner Martis down in Conroe, Texas. So uh, thank you for listening tonight, and we... uh, we will be on here for a couple of hours. We do six segments. You can reach me if you ever want to communicate with me at my cell phone, 530-713-1838. Once again, 530-713-1838. Or you can use email at this address called Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That website, nohostagesradio.com is where we post all our past episodes and some articles I write for the Territorial Dispatch. We also do a live show on Saturdays out here in California. That's where I'm sitting tonight in Northern California. And we do that at KMYC, 1410 AM. You probably can't reach that because the signals aren't that strong to reach out there very far. Uh, It's... uh, you can go to nohostagesradio.com and look at the Listen Live button, and that will actually put you through to the live show. It's called Live with Lou, and it goes from uh, 10 in the morning, left coast time, to 1 in the afternoon. And uh, so you can listen to that as, as a live stream and uh, if, you, if you care to. So it's just one other thing we're doing. Uh, there is a website, excuse me, a Facebook site, live with Lou if you ever want to look over there and 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 some of our podcasts are uh, recorded over there and left there as well and some articles and posts etc 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 so thanks for listening and I want to ring up first of all I just got a text here earlier from a friend of mine talking about a guy named Seth Rich and Seth Rich if you remember uh, was a 27 year old guy 
who a Jewish guy who uh, went to work for various uh, political apparatuses for the Democrat National Committee. He worked for various people uh, in the Democrat uh, political flavor, and then he ended up working for the Democrat National Committee, working on voting uh, uh, technology. And uh, so, sadly, on July 10th, 2016, he was found uh, shot twice in the back in the early morning hours, around 4.20 in the morning. You might say, wow, uh, what was he doing up at that time of the morning? I guess he liked to frequent uh, a bar, and he had some drinks there and left in the early morning hours. And uh, someone shot him twice in the back. You know, there's lots of different perspectives on the death and the fact that whether he struggled or not, his parents have some opinions. There's a lot written about it. But the interesting thing is uh, there, as as anytime anybody comes up with a take on it that's different from the uh, company line, the United States government line, they're cons- uh, they're considered crackpots or conspiracy theorists and written off. So it's very interesting the fact that he was shot in the back. They said, oh, it was probably uh, a, a robbery, a theft, you know, and uh, there'd been a lot of them in the area, according to people, but, but nothing was missing from him. And uh, so that brings me up to the text I received from a friend today, and he says, he says, this is huge. Remember the DNC staffer, Seth Rich, who was murdered because, and this is what one of the uh, theories is, because he leaked Hillary Clinton and John Podesta's emails. Remember, John Podesta and Tony Podesta are uh, brothers and lobbyists, and John was working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. So the claim is by people that Seth Rich was murdered because he leaked Hillary Clinton and Podesta emails between them, the two that laid out a plot to steal the 2016 DNC nomination from Bernie Sanders. Now, if you'll remember, Bernie Sanders was beating Hillary Clinton over and over again. People wanted Bernie, but the, the people in power with the Democrats didn't want Bernie. They wanted it look like it looked like that it was a, a legit election, but it was a, a, uh, a stolen election to be given to Hillary Clinton. And when Seth Rich saw this, he, he may have been a Bernie man. He leaked it to WikiLeaks. So now, after all these years, what's it been, seven years almost? Uh, actually it's been longer. Yeah, it's been about seven, a little longer than seven years. A federal judge in Texas just gave an order to the FBI that his personal and work laptop must be turned over in 14 days. Is is this a kind of a routine thing now? The FBI has been holding on to, uh, Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop for years and lying about it. And they've been holding on to Seth Rich's laptop. It's interesting when you have a, a, a law enforcement agency that now has become corrupt and working for the government uh, to uh, preserve the left-leaning government, uh, they just are doing all kinds of crooked stuff 
and justifying it in a very smooth way. Nobody can testify like uh, polished cops. A federal judge in Texas says just gave an order to the FBI that the, the computer must be turned over in 14 days. The emails that he helped reveal were integral to the in the exposure of Pizzagate. Now, that was written off as a right-wing conspiracy, but it, it isn't. There's, there's a huge human trafficking and child sex ring that has been uh, in Washington, D.C. for decades. And this is not new to the Democrats. It's also been involving Republicans. But uh, it says uh, it was integral in the exposure of Pizzagate, not a conspiracy theory, but factual evidence that links many members of the D.C. elite. Those are politicians and uh, power brokers in D.C. It links them to crimes against children, not just a pizza shop called Comet Pizza, but a whole network of pedophiles at the highest levels of our government. This isn't just our government. It's governments around the world, uh, Satanists and pedophiles. It's believed that once they found out about this leak, uh, the Podesta, uh, that Podesta coordinated a hit against Seth Rich using MS-13. That's, that's gang members out of, uh, I think it's, uh, I always get El Salvador and San Salvador confused, but they're originally launched down in, uh, El Salvador, I believe. So they, they, and I'd heard this early on that gang members had shot him. Uh, they coordinated a hit against Seth Rich using MS 13 gang members, then to call it a robbery, despite the fact that nothing was stolen. Julian Assange, that's the WikiLeaks guy, confirmed Rich was the leaker and offered $20,000 for information that would lead to his murderers. This case could totally upend DC. Well, we've heard these things before where this is going to be the big break that's upended this and disclosed this and putting Trump back in power and and uh, finally going to arrest Hillary Clinton and going to arrest uh, Nancy Pelosi and going to arrest Feinstein and going to arrest this person and that person. But I wanted to talk about it because it is so unreal and unusual and uh unbelievable i don't believe anything the government is saying about seth rich it's a lie and and the media is in they think oh well the media why isn't the media covering it because they're all paid off they're all being bought out by the democrat side of the uh, politics in the united states so that's a seth rich thing you can read all about it on the internet all different kind of persuasions about what went down, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what's on the laptop and who gets to look at it. Like when the when the judge says turn it over, who can you trust, right? When the FBI is is crooked, not just one person, not just twenty people, not just two hundred people. It's rotten to the core. There's rotten people all up and down, and they are purging all the conservatives, all the former military guys, and all the Christian people out of the FBI. There's lots to talk about. So I just wanted to bring you up on Seth Rich. Uh, the other thing I, I I didn't know, I'm just slow. You know, I'm a slow learner. I'm always slow to the party. I was listening to a guy. Was I listening or reading? I think I was reading. And he was talking about Jewish people uh, that are 
not not godly people. You know, a lot of times if you're a follower of Jesus and you read about God and his the chosen people, the Israelis, the Hebrews, uh, you tend to think, oh, well, they're godly. No, they're not godly. They weren't godly uh, in many uh, in many times during uh, their oversight from God. They turned away from God. And so were there righteous people? Were there godly people? Yep. But there were a lot of ungodly people. And um, there were people that Jews that wanted to kill other people, just murder any anybody that wasn't a Jew. And in the Talmud, that's not the Bible. That's that's extra biblical, extra, extra biblical, other than biblical writings that the Jews have written. They, it talks about in there to kill, kill the goyim, the the non the non-Jews. And um, so many Jews uh, believe that they should uh, just wipe out uh, any non-Jews. So you see that, you know, this this tension. So you have the, the Nazis during the Holocaust. We call it the Holocaust, right? Uh, they're trying to kill off all the Jews. Uh, a guy brought up the other day, I, I thought it was fascinating. I never thought about this. They said, if you really wanted to win the war, why would you spend so much time killing off a people group called the Jews? It seemed like they spent so much money and so much effort and so many people to hold Jews in concentration camps, etc., etc. Why wouldn't you, sp if you really wanted to dominate the world, it didn't seem like that's what they wanted to do. If you look back at it and look at it that way, I'd never looked at it that way. Like, why would they put so much energy on just wiping out a people group? It's fascinating. So it's interesting when you think about Karl Marx, the founder of communism. We have a, a, a major movement in this country, particularly on college campuses and among the Democrat uh, political folks, uh, to move to communism. And we're not there's not going to be by gunfire. It's actually it's a takeover. It's what they call a color revolution where they taking over the institutions of a country. And uh, and all of a sudden they just say, this is what we're doing. And when you actually analyze it, it's a communist government. The It's got all the attributes of a communist government. And so when you look at uh, Karl Marx, you think, oh, who was Karl Marx? Or actually, he changed his name. Who, who else in America do you recall changed their name? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Barack Obama. Remember, he was Barry Sotero. You remember that? He was Barry Sotero. So Karl Marx had changed his name from his birth name, which was Moses Mordecai Levy. It's interesting, huh? And uh, so, and he hated uh, non-Jews, though he never said much about that I know of. We just read about what he said about how the world should be run. And he wanted a communist world, which was crazy. He was crazy about that. Never came to pass. And he was hobnobbing with many of we call what I would call the political cabal, the global cabal, the Rothschilds type people of the world. And uh, so he, uh, Henry Hazlitt, uh, who was an economist in 1946, wrote a book called Economics in One Lesson, Economics in One Lesson. Henry Hazlitt, H-A-Z-L-I-T-T. -T. He said this, the whole gospel or the whole message of Karl Marx, the whole gospel of Karl Marx can be summed up in a single sentence. 
Hate the man who is better off than you are. Never under any circumstance admit that his success may be due to his own efforts, to the pro productive con contribution he has made to the whole community. Always attribute his success to exploitation, to cheating, the more or less open robber robbery of other people. Never under any circumstances admit that your own failure may be owing to your own weakness or that the failure of anyone else may be due to his own defects. For instance, his laziness, his incompetence, his improvidence, or his stupidity. That's Henry Hazlitt uh, sort of uh, describing the gospel according to Karl Marx and the foolishness of his perspective. What I've been taken with lately is the Jewishness of Karl Marx and uh, his name, Moses Mordecai Levy. If you look it up, you'll find a lot of interesting things written about him. So uh, we have about less than five minutes left. I wanted to mention something I found fascinating. I just heard uh, you remember back in, uh, oh, what it was 2018 and uh, a lady named Sarah Huckabee Sanders was the uh, spokesperson, the information officer for President Trump. And um, her dad had been governor of Alabama at one time, but she was the uh, press secretary, I guess you would call her. Can't think of the right term offhand. Doesn't really make any difference. But she took, was with her family one night, uh, husband and children, and they went to a a very uh, small restaurant, but a uh, very fancy restaurant, expensive restaurant, very good food, I'm told, called The Red Hen in Lexington, Virginia. Uh, and she went in there to eat, and people recognized her. And I guess they had a number of uh, gay people working there at the uh, restaurant. And they called the owner at home and complained to her that uh, Trump's press secretary was with her family in there. And uh, so the the owner of the restaurant uh, scurried home, Stephanie Wilkinson, scurried, scurried back to the restaurant and went in and asked them to leave the restaurant, that they didn't want them to be in their restaurant. They didn't believe in their politics and that they wanted them to leave. Uh, according to Sarah Huckabee Sanders said last night, I was told by the owner of the red hen in Lexington, Virginia to leave because I work for the president of the United States. And I politely left her actions say far more about her than about me. I always do my best to treat people, including those I disagree with respectfully and will continue to do so. Uh, she wrote that on Twitter about the incident. Sanders, uh, boss, president Trump blasted the red hen in a post to Twitter, uh, but I, I want what I want to talk about now. That's 2018. It was a very successful restaurant. It was popular. And uh, right after uh, Huckabee Sanders was thrown out, uh, lots of people began picketing the restaurant and waving American flags and Trump flags. It was no small affair. And it, it was a, it polarized that community. And so now they have announced they're closing that restaurant. Uh, the restaurant actually, instead of being called the Red Hen, got dubbed the Commie Chick or the Commie Cluck, the Commie Cluck. 
and it's going to be closing the doors at the end of this year and will reopen accordingly. Uh, they say her uh, Stephanie Wilkinson and her partner say they're going to reopen it under a new name in 2024. I think it's fascinating when you have a very successful restaurant, great food. They said the food was really great and it was a nice place that they, if they were making money, why they would change the name and just come right back in the same building and uh, maybe introduce some new menu items and start all over. But I just think it's a statement to you, you don't have to organize a, a boycott. For instance, let me just say what Stephanie Wilkinson says. She said, I've been in business and I want the business to thrive. Uh, justifying her, uh, this is her justification for throwing, this is back in 2018. She said, this feels like the moment in our democracy when people have to make uncomfortable actions and decisions to uphold their morals. After 15 years of favorite dining spot for the fans of chef-driven award-winning cuisine served in an intimate historic venue, the Red Hidden team is switching things up. So obviously, they they uh, a lot of people just thought that's the place I don't want to go because I like President Trump. I like I like uh, Sarah, and I think she got jerked around. And if you can't serve other people, you know it's amazing to me. My conservative friends don't have any problem being kind to other people, serving them, being contractors that serve them. I have people that are contractors, and they play my show and and they're when they are working sometimes. I hate that guy. Right. But but they still do a good job for them. So anyway, that's that. We'll be right back. We got five more segments to go. Hang on if you want to. I know the time would come and have to pay for my mistake. I can blame you for what you're doing to me, girl. tell you something. I am so sick of Washington and all its works and all them politicians down there and them congressmen and the congressmen. Boy, I'll bet you won't find none of them congressmen turning down their electric blankets tonight. Because if they did, their secretaries would get up and go home. <laughs> oh, readers, the Democrats is doing the whole the Democrats. And you put them in there. That's the face you had on you when you come back in the polls. Well, the Democrats' way of running this country is to go tell us all how we ought to make sacrifices. God, they're great on that stuff. <laughs> but they're all going to have us over the hill to the poorhouse. We ain't going to be able to drive over there because we ain't got no gas, so we're going to have to walk it. <laughs> oh, the Reader's Digest says walking is very good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ain't that lovely? The Reader's Digest can always put a little joy into poverty. <laughs> Listen, my whole point my whole point is this whole thing with the energy and everything, this is all a conspiracy. You know, you know that is a conspiracy there. Listen, for years, all our lives, they've been telling us to go out and buy stuff that use energy, you know, all electrical stuff. They got electric toasters, electric ovens, electric stove. Electric stereo, electric TV, electric race, electric hair blow, electric knives, electric every damn thing. Not to mention the cars. And now, after all the big corporations there make the billions and billions of dollars worth of profits, signals, wham, they're changed. And after telling us for years that we can't live without this junk, 
now they tell us that we gotta live without it. The country is going straight into the dumper. The plague killed around 100 million people. In England alone, it wiped out around half the population of the entire country. But wait. The BBC and demented lefty academics have found a way to make the plague racist. And not because they called it the Black Death. Black women most likely to die in medieval London plague. Oh yes, all those black women roaming around London in... Checks notes. The mid-1300s. The research concluded that higher death rates amongst people of colour and those of black African descent was a result of the devastating effects of pre-modern structural racism in the medieval world. <laughs> because it's not enough inventing structural racism where it doesn't exist in the modern era. They have to go back 700 years to politicise the medieval era too. Imagine being that desperate to push the message. A couple of nights ago, we spoke to a woman called Merlina Pavlos Hackney. She's a restaurant owner from Michigan. She came on the show to tell us how authorities in Michigan, the governor and the attorney general, were trying to send her to jail for running her business. And she warned us that Americans need to fight against authoritarianism like this, or the United States will come to resemble the country she fled decades ago, communist Poland. We, the people, small business owners, like I told you, we have to fight. And I will fight for freedom for American people. And I encourage everyone, business owners, other people, stand up and fight for your freedom before it's gonna be taken away. We have an update for you tonight on that story, and it's a sad one. Marlena Pavlos Hackney is in jail. She was arrested very early this morning, before 6 a.m. by police taken away in ankle shackles and wrist cuffs. One of the few people in this country who gets up really early to go to work because she really cares, trying her very hardest, and they grabbed her and they sent her away for longer than people who commit gun crimes in Detroit get. We're told she will be in jail for 93 days unless she pays a $35,000 fine and the Michigan Board of Health deems it safe for her to be released. She's not going to pay. She shouldn't pay. Marlena's restaurant has also been ordered closed until the Michigan State Health Department decides it can open again. By the way, when this happened, the attorney general of Michigan, who's completely out of control and utterly political, Dana Nessel, issued a press release bragging that she had been arrested like some dangerous felon had been pulled off the street. The county judge who did this, Rosemary Aquilina, defended the arrest, saying that Pablo's Hackney, quote, has put the community at risk. We're in the middle of a pandemic. By the way, they presented zero evidence that she had any role in the pandemic. None. No scientific evidence whatsoever. But they want you to know that defiance is the real crime. So people can come here from foreign countries, rush the border, sent out with no penalty whatsoever. Whether or not they have COVID doesn't matter. They're not even tested. They go right into your neighborhood. Nobody cares. But if you try your level best, your hardest to run a business and do the right thing, you go to jail. Marlena Pavlos Hackney, remember the name. We wish her well. We hope she gets out soon. Once again, we've got our friend from military intelligence. Can you tell us what you've found out about the enemy since you've been here? We found out that we can't find them. They're out there. And we're having a major difficulty in finding the enemy. What do you use to look for them? Well, we ask people, are you the enemy? And whoever says yes, we shoot them. It's very difficult to find a Vietnamese man named Charlie. 
they're all named Norgan or Dow or things like that. It's very difficult for me. Is it true that you've actually, um, you're actually too close to some of the nerve agents that they were testing? Nerve gas? Yes. Have you used any? Well, once, yes, on myself. And it had no... Wow! Wow! No effect on me. I had no actual... Wow! Yahoo! Yeah! Yeah! Big dog! Big dog! Lending on my face! I don't know. This is uh, the second segment of No Hostages Radio, and uh, if you find yourself in need of some security, you might want to check into Elite Universal Security if you live here in Northern California, anywhere from down here in Yuba County all the way up to the Oregon border, Elite Universal Security is providing security services for individuals, homes, businesses, industry Farms, ranches, vacant buildings that need to be protected, whatever the need is, they're there. You can reach them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280, and you can reach out to Monty Hecker, who is the one of the owners of Elite, and they can help you uh, with whatever your need is. If you want to get a part-time job or a full-time job, maybe you'd retired and you think, uh-oh, uh, I can't live in California at these prices uh, unless I take an extra job. Maybe you want to stick around here for various reasons. So uh, you might want to take on a guard job. If you do, you could. they're looking for help all over Northern California, 530-749-0280. So I had an interesting thing happen. I'm kind of overseeing some property that this uh, was donated to the church, and we're going to house some students in there, students being like late teens and 20s and into a training program, and we just got it finished up, and we've been having nothing but vandalism in what I call Zombieville in Marysville, where I'm sitting tonight. And we have people out on the streets because of lack of law enforcement and lack of backbone by the politicians in our town, so they're just they're just breaking in and uh, stealing wherever they go. In fact, I was in Walgreens right across the street from where I live, and while I was there, a lady walked out with a bag full of stuff, and the lady behind the counter knew she was taking stuff she was busy and i said you're not going to do anything about it she says no she said i'll just get in trouble that's walgreens in marysville and they're just in and there were three gentlemen outside i talked to on the way in they were all homeless they were all begging there see so if you're a female you got to go walk by three pretty rough looking guys uh and then people are actually just loading up their bags for free inside inside walgreens so that was one thing then i get then i get a shout out that the mailbox, you know, in front of the apartments, we have a sevenplex, and there's a, a big steel mailbox where you have all the different uh, individual boxes for the tenants, and somebody pried off the back of the part where the back of the box where the the mail uh, carrier puts in all the mail into all the individual boxes, pried it off, damaged it. So I talked to the uh, mail people, and I thought I was just going to have to buy a new mailbox. 
and I figured we owned it. Or I and my friend Will at, uh, and I'm going to tell you about it in a second, All Power Services, Will Fanning, I sent him a photo of it. He said, Lou, bring it over here. Take it, uh, dis- disconnect it, load it in the truck, bring it over here, and uh, maybe I can fix it. So I dropped it off over there. In the meantime, the uh, repair guy, the maintenance guy for the post office, didn't even know they had him, showed up today and said, hey, I'm going to bring you a brand new mailbox. And I says, really? I No one told me you were going to do that. They just said you were going to take the master lock off of it that the post office uses to get in to put the mail in. He says, no, we're going to, we're, I'm just going to bring one. We got a brand new one. We're going to put a new one over here. And I didn't know they did that. He says, Lou, I'm the guy that do it. I, I handle a whole territory for the postal service. And I said, I'll have you a new mailbox tomorrow, which was a pleasant surprise because these things are thousands of dollars. You see these boxes sitting around these subdivisions and in these businesses sitting outside on a pedestal. They're, they're thousands of dollars each. And so he said, no, don't fix that one. It, they'll break right back into it. They're too easy to break into. I'm going to bring you one. So in talking to him, he said, Lou, thousands of mailboxes are being broken into. People saying, hey, Lou, you know, that's a federal offense. They can't do that. Well, they're doing it, and nobody's doing anything about it except replacing the boxes. The last time I called and tried to get help from the Postal Service from death threats in my mail coming into my P.O. box, they didn't do anything. They said, oh, we're going to turn it over to the Postal Police. Yeah, they never did even contact me. They don't do anything about it. They just they are replacing these boxes all over the place that are being people are stealing mail. You need to be very careful. And if you could avoid transacting business through the mail, I, I do it old school. I do it. But if you can avoid it and you could electronically pay people, you're much better off because the mail is nothing safe. Like at the apartments where I just had this uh, damage done to this mailbox. We have it all on film, everything. We got we got the movie on it and everything. We've had the, the fire the fire extinguishers stolen and broken. We've had electronic uh, devices stolen off the outside of the building. We've had the air conditioners uh, uh, vandalized. Send them videos of the whole thing. As good as your high school graduation picture, that clear. Nothing happens. Don't ever hear back from them. Just nothing. It's just, uh, it's the wild, wild west. The, uh, to me, the only resolve, you catch them, you shoot them. Kill them. It's just like zombies, right? You've seen those zombie movies or those zombie, uh, uh, I don't know, TV programs. Anyway, it's a bad deal. So Elite Universal Security might be able to help you some. I called Monty Hecker about it today because he had had thefts uh as he was very familiar with male thefts himself five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero they're located in yuba county but you can reach them at their website eliteuniversalsecurity.com or you could uh, dial them up also want to give a shout out to all power services when i sent a photo of the damaged mailbox to will fanny he said bring it over here lou don't buy another one. Bring it over here, and I, I think I can fix that. But before he even got to it, I ended up getting a new one. But he was going to help me just uh, get it done for me and put it back up there so we could receive our mail there. So if you want any of your uh, small equipment, big equipment, uh, from any of your hand tools, uh, medium tools like chainsaws, uh, compressors, water blasters, all those kinds of things, 
all the way up to small equipment. All power services can figure out why it isn't working like it used to be when you bought it. It'll, they'll tune it up or they'll fix it or get it back. They'll resurrect it from the dead. All power services, you can reach them at 530-844-0347, 844-0347, or you could uh, call them at their landline. You can text that number I just gave you or call them, or you could landline them at 530-790-5100. If you're wondering, where is that place? It's over here in Yuba City, California at uh, 1469 Stewart Road, 1469 Stewart. That's stew, like stew you eat, Stewart Road. Right off Highway 99, and, and Will Fanning and Josh James and those guys will take care of you real well. They'll take care of you real well. And so, uh, okay, so I was happy to hear about uh, Huckabee Sanders. I never, I, I, I don't, I'm not thrilled when when liberals that hate hate conservatives, I'm not thrilled when anybody uh, has to lose their business or they suffer in some way. Sounds like they're suffering. I'm not, I'm not, you know, the Bible actually says, do not rejoice in the downfall of your enemy. In other words, don't get a bad attitude about it. Get all uh, big headed about it. It's not good. Be humble. So uh, I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for their, the way they treated Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They thought they were doing a great service to the country by abusing these children and their mom and dad. That ain't cool, no matter what flavor you are. So uh, I've been talking about the downfall of Sutter County. Uh, Sutter County is one of the counties that we're located in here. I'm in Yuba. That's right across the river from Sutter. A lot of my friends live in Sutter. I attend a church in Sutter County. And what's happening in Sutter County is shocking. And that is the uh, supervisors of Sutter County and the Cal uh, the uh, county administrator of Sutter County are claiming that they don't have any responsibility to provide fire protection and pay for it for Sutter County after taking all our tax dollars. Now, many of you thought that you pay your tax dollars in order to have law enforcement protection and fire protection. But according to the supervisors of Sutter County, you're mistaken. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe you're mistaken. I believe they're liars. They're cheats. They're frauds. And they are, uh, they can't pay the, they can't pay the wages, which are egregious wages. They're the wages. They're the pay of celebrities that they're paying the people from their highest paid person is over $700,000 a year. They have a half dozen psychiatrist types that are making anywhere from 300,000 to $700,000 a year. And so, um, I'm, uh, I got my phone turned off and it's still working. Anyway, the, uh, they can't make the payments to their people. They can't make their, their pension payments. So they, they uh, are trying to get away with all the rural fire response. They want volunteers to do it. Now, what's going to happen is that uh, insurance companies are not going to cover those homes or they're going to charge so much for those homes and ranches. People except the very, very rich, like the Bill Gates type people of the world. They'll, uh, they can afford it and they will come in and buy up those properties and they'll run the salt and uh, the, uh, 
the salt of the earth people that are out there right now in, in Sutter County serving and, and growing food for us and doing other things for us uh, in the rural Sutter County area, they will push those people out of those, uh, of those dwellings. So what's happening is uh, when you have poor, and again, I, I've said this many times before, I am not anti-volunteerism. All I'm saying is, is that the fire insurance companies rate uh, coverage areas according to certain standards. If if you have fire, to, if you have fire hydrants nearby, that cuts your insurance cost. If you have all paid uh, fire departments close by, that cuts your insurance costs. If you have all uh, volunteer. That's going to increase your. They're not saying we we're not we're not uh, we don't like them. We're just saying uh, there's higher losses where you have all volunteer programs, and so uh, this week or last week, another insurance company, Farmers, uh, the direct property and casualty insurance, is one of the latest to leave. Farmers is one of the biggest in California, and they're leaving. Now it's interesting because I have them and I've had them. For years, I've had my uh, home with them, and I've also had my car with them. So auto and fire, right? So then I, I thought, oh, I just talked to them the other day. I was curious about what's going on with insurance in California. So they told me, oh, this, that, and the other thing. We're staying. We're good. You're good. Everything's good. But things are getting gnarly, more gnarly. So um, anyway, here's what's going on. According to the spokesman, the discontinuation won't affect policies issued by other entities under farmers like Bristol West and 21st Century. Those are sub uh, sub haulers, if you will, uh, of insurance says importantly, customers with policies issued by farmers entities represent 98 percent of all farmers property and casualty policies in the state. And they're not affected by this action. However, those people that have direct farmers policies and you pay your money direct to farmers, I don't. I'm 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 in the group that isn't affected. But a lot of people will be. So it's interesting. It says California Insurance Commissioner, this is where the lie comes in about all this insurance crisis in California. Says California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara, L-A-R-A, said in the September 21 release that some providers in the state are temporarily not writing new policies or not renewing existing customers, consumers, and are increasing rates after wildfires and storms. Hold that thought, wildfires and storms. Listen to what he says. He is a liar. We are at a major crossroads on insurance after multiple years of wildfires and storms intensified by the threat of, what do you think he's going to say? He's saying climate change. These guys are total frauds. Climate change is a fraud. Let me tell you what's creating wildfires. The U.S. government and the government of California intentionally ignored, abandoned our forests and let the thatch build up to higher than a man could stand and and let millions of trees that had died uh, instead of being cut down and removed and used for lumber and get and not become fire uh, fuel for fire they let them let those stands of dead trees stay there so a fire that normally would just burn along the ground of clean ground floor of the forest like it used to be when our forefathers took care of them 
it became a holy holocaust. That was man-made. It had nothing to do with climate change. Every year, there are storms and there's uh, fires that are started by people, accidentally, people on purpose. But most of the fires, if you study it at all, are started by lightning. It just is going to happen. And unless you manage the forest, you're going to end up with major losses. Okay, he's blaming it on climate change. There is no climate change. The second thing, they're talking about storms. Now, I don't know whether you're paying any attention. But we are getting uh, dosed weekly with chemtrails. They're not from airplanes. That's not exhaust from an airplane. Those are... Those are dumps of chemicals into the atmosphere to create weather. That, that is not your buddy down the street. These are major air, airplanes, jets, that are loaded with chemicals and mixes from scientists, and they fly a pattern. Have you ever seen the patterns in the air? Did you think that was an act of God? Many of you are atheists. Did you think that was an act of God? If it's not an act of God and you can't prove it was an act of God, then who's doing that? And what? Oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. No, it isn't. I actually have lists of the chemicals that are being used, though. You know, the pilots are sworn to secrecy, but the, everything gets out eventually. The chemicals that are being dumped are creating the weather patterns. They're, they're messing with the weather pattern. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has to do with man-made disasters. It's the same thing as when you transgender and have your penis cut off. That is not climate change, baby. That's somebody making a really stupid decision and messing with something that you shouldn't ever fuss with. This says the current system, according to Lara, is not working for all Californians, and we must change course. I will continue to partner with all those who want to work towards real solutions. This is the exact thing that you hear all the time. Government creates a disaster, and then they come up with a decision to solve it. You know who pays for it? You and me. We're going to pay for it with higher taxes, and we're going to pay for it with higher premiums on insurance. If the government would do its job and keep the chlor the forest clean and quit spreading chemicals in the atmosphere, we wouldn't have this problem at the level we have it. But they have created this problem and they don't want to they don't want to explain to people what's really happening and the causes. They don't want to admit it because they know that the majority of people are stupid. And they're ignorant and they don't want to look into things at all and they don't want to take a stand. So therefore they can tell you that storks bring babies and you'll believe them. This is communism, people. Now I want you, I want you to, listen to listen to this. In the same press release, Mr. Lara announced new rules to be implemented by the end of 2024. Why is government involved in insurance at all? Listen to this. It requires insurers to write at least 85% of their policies in high wildfire risk communities. If they want to come to California and write in California, one of the, the most populous states in the union, then they have to write 85% of their policies in the high risk areas so they can keep doing their stupid stuff, creating weird storms and, and uh, burning down all the forests. 
So it has to be, you can't, if, if they say, oh, it's 50-50, no, they're going to they're gonna fine them, okay? They call it the California Sustainable Insurance Strategy. This is communism, people. This is like, oh, we're going to distribute all the potatoes to all the homes in Russia. You know what happens? People starve. It doesn't work. Centrally managed economies do not work. They never have. No one can mention one that has. It's all a lie. This plan aims to expand insurance options in the state, which some industry experts call the biggest reform in over 30 years. This is called going to a communist government. They don't have to de- declare the California Communist Society. They just create it. They don't need to put a label on it. Under the new law rules, California will require insurance to have a minimum of policies, like I just said, in high-risk areas. Uh, says this is yet another example of how climate change is directly threatening our communities and livelihoods. It is critical that California insurance market works to protect homes and businesses in every corner of our state. That's bullshit. All they need to do is take care of the forest and there, there wouldn't be all this risk. All they have to do is quit dumping chemicals into our skies and it would stop some of this nonsense and would it bring us down to normal risk. We'll be right back. We got uh, four segments to go. What do you get with perverse politicians? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. A religious freedom federal lawsuit has been filed against San Diego's, quote, gay mayor who retaliated against a Christian pastor on a city advisory board who did not support a pro-trans resolution. As the pastor publicly explained, the Bible calls this lifestyle an abomination. Well, as you can imagine, the perverse Democrat mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, didn't like that. So he wrote his own public message about the pastor being a, quote, bigot. And before long, the mayor kicked the pastor off the board. Fortunately, this federal lawsuit has a chance because of protective federal law. Please join me in committing to never vote for LGBTQIA plus politicians. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. During an interview with Patrick Bet David, Raytheon whistleblower Eric Hecker reveals that he is likely an unwitting asset for the CIA. But you're saying you've never been involved with CIA, you've not done anything with the IE, that, that's not something you've done in the past before. I have never been directly employed by any of those companies, alphabet agencies, however you want to title them. But having looked backwards, I question the proximity that I was to them. I may have been some sort of unknown asset, but I can tell you that certainly I was involved in peculiar activities 24 hours a day. 
there were certain clients that could call me 24 hours a day, and these clients would dictate when I met them, what vehicle I showed up with, which mansion we were going to. Are these names we would recognize? Uh, John Tunney was one of them, owner of the Carlisle Group. Familiar with the Carlisle Group? Of course I am, yes. I did a lot of peculiar work for the Carlisle Group and their facilities and their personnel. So to unpack peculiar, peculiar work, what does that mean? I would say that I was set up as some sort of getaway driver. Getaway driver from what? Whatever he was doing in that mansion. Did you ever see anything weird where you're like, this is kind of weird what they're working on? I think I saw that all the time. Through his billionaire handlers, Hecker was sent to Antarctica as a plumber and given full security access. He claims to have seen directed energy weapons that are capable of creating earthquakes and seems unaware of the obvious that he was sent there by his billionaire handlers to do exactly what he's doing now, saying that the government is creating earthquakes. It's interesting to note that even though they happen constantly and are often devastating, there is no official public earthquake reporting. The Dutch Since channel on YouTube stands out as the premier source for up-to-date earthquake information. For over a decade, Michael Janich has been using USGS data made available to the public and reporting on it, kind of like a weatherman for earthquakes and volcanoes. He has successfully predicted several earthquakes over the years using simple methods he learned from years of observation. Janich has come under fire from government officials in the past, but they have now convinced him to stop. It appears as if the government doesn't want anyone looking into earthquake activity and wants you to think that they are creating them. And maybe they are. But in the late 1940s, the U.S. government discovered evidence of a coming magnetic pole flip. This information was initially classified and was immediately followed by the beginning of the unscientific global warming hoax. The CIA censored The Adam and Eve Story by Chan Thomas, which describes cataclysms that cause advanced civilizations to vanish from the earth without a trace. We've covered this subject before in the report Imminent Cataclysm and the Plan to Survive the Great Reset and suspicious observers who have been covering this subject for years is saying that we are in it right now. It is important we review the two recent studies confirming that we did have a mini geomagnetic excursion in the middle of the Holocene about 6,000 years ago, first found in China and then confirmed in volcanic flows in Russia. We have added it to the list of officially confirmed excursions in recent history. We do appear to have magnetic changes on the planet every 6,000 years. There are several studies one could look to for the fairly perfect lineup of these geomagnetic changes on Earth with major environmental disasters, including the peaks of species extinction. And there's no mystery as to why. The magnetic field of Earth, which protects our planet from space radiation, weakens tremendously in these excursions and becomes misaligned with the poles, leading to major influx of space energy to Earth. NASA scientists and others declared in the year 2000 that we had lost 10% of the magnetic field since the middle of the 1800s, and the ESA Swarm Magnetic Field Mission upgraded that number to 15% in their 2010 mission report and update, 10% lost in 150 years, and then another 5% lost in only a decade. That's serious. And several subsequent studies confirmed that the magnetic field has begun changing faster and faster, all pointing to one inevitable conclusion. The cycle is not only due again, but it's happening. And it doesn't take thousands of years. And no, it's no small matter for the Earth and the creatures that live here. Greg Reese reporting.
This is our third segment, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes and crew, and uh, they serve Yuba-Sutter counties, and if you need a plumber, and they also can do reconstruction. They do some con- they do uh, contracting work above plumbing, like if you have to remove a wall or take out the floor or do something gnarly instead of just open up a line, they can do that as well. You can reach them really easy at 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. That's a landline. The Plumbing Doctor, they serve Yuba and Sutter Counties here in North Cal- Northern California. Also, I wanted to mention North Valley Paralegal. They moved from their location on Civic Center Boulevard to Marysville, across the river to Marysville. They're at 4234 Street. They're open for business. They don't have a sign on the outside yet, but just go into the Hart Building. It's one of the tallest buildings in Marysville, 4234 Street. And just they're on the lobby floor, so just walk into the lobby. And at the first suite on the right, that's them. You'll see a sign on the door. So their numbers have stayed the same, 530-751-9289, 751-9289, or 530-673-4500. They will meet your legal needs. You don't have to go to an attorney. It's a lot cheaper, it's faster, it's easier, the people are nicer, and they're honest. So that's Nellie Garcia. She's the owner, and uh, she's so happy to be over in Marysville and have more space to grow and uh, be close to the courthouse and all the uh, the powers that be. So North Valley Paralegal, 423 4th Street, Marysville. It's right across from Sierra Central Credit Union, right off of E Street, the main drag. So uh, check it out. Okay, I wanted to, uh, I just mentioned chemtrails. Uh, I was sent to this. I was sent this. I don't even know who sent this to me. But it says, former military doctor states that chemtrails contain barium salts, human plasma, microviruses, non-terrestrial nanosilicone machines, poisonous aerosols, and can even be used to augment biocoding frequency transmission capabilities to provide an assistive basis for thought-based DNA warfare. If you want to check this out more, you can go to freedomco.net, freedomco.net, that's a website, and you can look up all kinds of stuff, including geoengineering or chemtrails you can look up uh covid you can look up uh food sovereignty you can look up all kinds of things on there that's helpful to you and uh the jab the damage of the jab and uh go check it out it's a very interesting website not too many exactly like it covering so many different topics but we're trying to prepare people so the government can't lie to them or deceive them so easily so uh, check those chemtrails out, and that is what's causing us all kinds of problems. In fact, if you're not feeling well, it could be the chemicals that you're breathing. They are putting it in your food. They put it, they put it in the COVID jab. In fact, a good friend of mine I met about uh, 
within the last year, her husband just died and he was a top-notch surveyor for many businesses, very successful guy. And he took two jabs because his business insisted, his uh, employer, and it killed him. He got a, a uh, what they call a turbo cancer that uh, got in his vocal area and now down into lungs and killed him very quickly. And they just are getting ready to bury him. No question about it. He was healthy as a horse, as they say. And now he is gone at, uh, I don't know, he's about 50 years of age or so. So, uh, all right. Allen's Auto Body can help you with your car repairs if you get in a crunch and damage the exterior body uh, on your car. They will help you out. That's Kevin and Clary Clark over at Tea Garden and Sutter Street. It's right at the corner of Tea Garden and Sutter. And uh, that's a bright yellow building. You can't miss it. You can call them if you want to make an appointment to stop in, although they're there Monday through Friday, probably about 8 to 4, 8 to 5. And uh, you can dial them up at their uh, <clears throat> excuse me, their landline at 530-671-1057-671-1057. Also, I want to give you a shout-out to Dr. Joe Cassidy, who we partner up together uh, to help addicts. And I just referred someone I was stopped the other night by a lady I've known for years. And she said, Lou, I, I got a, I used to have a real problem when I was of vapor, you know, vaping. And you see, I got all kinds of smoke shops that have sprung up around my neighborhood. And there's a lot of money in vaping. Lots of people are vaping. And she said, Lou, I used to vape. And then I went through a really tough time and I uh, had some family problems. And she said, I started vaping again and I, I got to, I got to quit. And so I called doc. He said, send her in. I'll help her. So what any kind of addiction you have from vaping on up to fentanyl or methamphetamines or heroin, we can help you. And I'm going to give you three phone numbers. I'm going to give you the Peachtree Health Clinic number. That's where Doc works. He doesn't own the place. He just works there. But you can reach out to him by dialing 530-749-3242, 749-3242, and just ask for Dr. Cassidy. When they say, oh, well, we got lots of docs, he's really busy, just say, no, I need Dr. Cassidy to have addiction issues. Boom, just tell him, just lay it out there. I need, I need help with addiction. Then they'll stop talking and they'll let you through. If you get somebody that's not very smart at Peachtree Health, just don't argue with them. Stop, and then I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's direct number to his cell phone that you don't call it, text it once. Don't blow up his phone. He's seeing patients all the time. He's a busy boy. So I'm going to give you his number. Ready? 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Now, if you are really struggling, you're not feeling well, you're trying to stay off, and you need help right away, and you can't wait to get through Peachtree Health comp, com, Complex uh, intro line, getting getting a hold of them. I'm going to give you my phone number. I gave it to you earlier, but I'm going to give it to you again. And you can call me any day of the week at any time of the day. Call or text, right? 530-713-1838. 530-713-1838. We work with all kinds of folks. They need to, to they need to get on medication. They need to go into a rehab. They need to wean off something. We'll wean them off. We'll help you get off. And uh, so don't give up. All our friends are all ex-addicts from all kinds of stuff. 
there's life after the party. You know, it's like after the party's over, you're just an addict. And then, but you think, is there life after addiction? Yep, there is. It's the biggest secret in town. There's all kinds of people. Say, I used to. You'll be a used to. I used to do this. I used to do that. Now don't do it no more. So uh, give Doc a call. Give Peachtree a call or give me a call. And we'll, we'll get you going for sure. We promise. All right, let's get back into this. And uh, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So if, if you want to, uh, I was talking about the insurance industry. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not going to talk anymore about that. I'm just going to say for you in Sutter County that live outside the cities, there's an initiative that's a petition to put initiative on the ballot to have a fire parcel tax. This is not a new tax. This is a replacement of the current tax, which is insufficient because whoever passed it back in the 1990s, a lot of people didn't have to pay it. Isn't that interesting? They got free fire service and all of you others had to pay for it. So this fire tax is fairer. And it's enough money to actually fund Sutter County Fire. The supervisors are not wanting to do it. So this money does not go to the Board of Supervisors. This money goes to Sutter County Fire Department. Isn't that cool? So you can sign that petition. And you can, I'm going to give you a phone number. And you can sign up. Now, there's two things about it. You can pay $50, $60, $70, $80 a year for fire tax. Or you could pay $500 a month for uh increased fire insurance that's what my friend just had to do up in in nevada county he bought himself a house up there in the county and all he's up in the rural nevada county and they said hey uh your your mortgage payment's going up five five hundred dollars because that's the cost of the insurance going up because of where you live up here he said can't afford that so they put the house on the market and he moved down back down in the valley now a lot of you in sutter county are going to have to do the same thing. If you if you think, oh, I'm not going to pay no fire tax, don't pay the fire tax. Don't vote for it. And uh, maybe you don't pay a thing. Don't don't do anything. And see how your insurance goes, and you're going to pay, pay through the nose. My friend up in Nevada County was going to have to pay $6,000 more a year. How many of you can come up with six extra six grand? That's a little gnarly, is it not? So... It's you know I find people it's so interesting they they will not fight an issue they will not put fifty dollars into a campaign to turn back a, a bill or turn back a measure, but they'll turn around and pay five hundred dollars a month for water instead of fighting the water company. It's just so amazing. People just will just take whatever their dish. They're communists at heart. They are not Americans. So uh, by the way, do you know that? next door to me, I have a sixplex. It's they're all studio apartments. And during COVID, if people didn't want to pay the rent, they didn't have to pay the rent. So for three years, can you imagine being a renter? And for three years, you just quit paying the rent. You know why? Because your friends said, Hey, you don't have to pay the rent as if you're never going to have to pay a rent. Somebody supernaturally is going to take care of you. Well, now all the rents are coming due. And California landlords are owed at least $1.8 billion in unpaid rental debt, ranking the state 
aren't we number one or number two in everything? Absolutely, we are. We're number one in homelessness. We're, on, we're number one in shit on the sidewalk. We, we captured that. We got a corner on that dude. Yearn and shit on the sidewalks. And now we're number two in the nation for total rental debt. As the moratorium ends. And, the, and uh, so that's what's going on. And I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, all these people are going to, you know, down in Alameda County in the Bay Area, that's where I think that's where the uh, A's Stadium is and the old Raiders Stadium. Nearly $1 billion in unpaid back rent down there. It's unbelievable. I know there's a lot around here. It's a lot. It's a big problem, and it's uh, from liberals. Uh, government created this entire problem. It had nothing to do with landlords. It had nothing to do with the renters. But they forbid uh, anybody to evict anybody. I talked to They were shooting heroin in one of the apartments next door here. And uh, it was wild. I said, hey, we got to arrest some of these people. They're going to kill themselves. They're shooting up in the neck. Women I saw shooting, injecting right in their neck. And uh, right out, right outside. You know, in, in America now, we think it's humane. It's humanitarian to let people shoot heroin. Fine looking ladies with their whole life before them. And they're shooting, looking in the rearview mirror, shooting heroin in the neck. You proud of that? I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of anything about this. I'm not proud of the law enforcement department. I'm not proud of the politicians. I'm not proud of anything about that. I went and bought myself some Narcan in case I found them laying on the ground. I had guys shooting up. Their pants was falling off. They were so skinny. The pants, were, they took them so long to find a vein. Their pants were down around their knees, standing up outside behind the apartments, hiding behind some bushes. It's crazy. Hey, do you remember the days when uh, we used to be able to smoke? I didn't ever smoke, but do you remember the days when people would smoke in restaurants and smoke on the plane? I th- when I first started to fly, people uh, overseas, people, listen, in the 1990s, people were smoking on the plane. They had a smoking section. And then remember when they went to a smoking section in the restaurants where you could smoke in that section, but not over in that section, Right. And then they, I don't know whether they ever did it in bars because I never really did frequent bars. I never found any interest in that. But uh, you remember they told you how secondhand smoke, they had all these studies that was going to kill you? It was baloney. It's a great article. said in the early 2000s, entertainers, you ever heard of Penn and Teller? They were all always did a show over in Las, Las Vegas. I never went over there to see them, but I've seen seen them uh, interviewed and stuff. Entertainers Penn and Teller had a show called Bullshit that aired on Showtime in which the iconic duo, uh, they apply their sense of humor and libertarian sensibilities to uh, a lot of sacred cows. This, this is in 2003. They covered the manufactured. You hear what I said? It's a manufactured health panic over secondhand smoke. You remember all this? Oh, you can't have you. I used to ride in, in my, I'm not endorsing smoking i'm not i know i know smoking can't be good for your lungs i was breathing in all the smoke my parents would roll up the windows smoke cigarettes and in a night like this when it's really cold and the heater's on and they're all smoking and uh and so anyway you think oh that's gotta be bad for you well it doesn't prove to be bad 
He said the crusaders, they looked into this, the crusaders who use false science. How many times do we use false science? How about evolution? How about global warming? How about climate change? How about this? How about that? We're running out of oil. We're running out of this. We're running out of that. It's just all baloney, people. It's all reasons to raise the taxes, but they never solve anything. So they use false science to ban smoking in restaurants and bars in New York City. You know, people people lost a lot of money when they people couldn't smoke in restaurants and bars. It's like, why not? If, if a restaurant wants to go half smoking or all smoking or a bar wants to go all smoking and people say, hey, I'm not going there. I, I don't like smoking and I'm not going to drink alcohol in there. I'm not going to go in there. Well, you can make that choice then, right? You can make that choice. But they, in America, you don't have that freedom to make that choice again. So uh, New York City was the launch pad for similar smoking bans that swept the nation. The fact that cigarette smoke is unpleasant to many people was not a reasonable argument for the government to impose smoking bans in establishments owned and vis- visited by free citizens. You remember when we used to be free in America to do whatever we want? Anyway, bar or restaurant at that time, any bar or restaurant could choose to allow or prohibit smoking in its establishment. You had a choice. The strength of the argument in favor of smoking bans was not rooted in logic, profitability, or liberty, but slowly, but solely predicated on the idea that secondhand smoke was harmful to the passive customers that passive customers just want to come in, have a tuna sandwich and a beer, and they're going to die of cancer. And the employees, anyone visiting or working in such an establishment would have chosen to be there, of course, but that didn't matter. It was the government's job to protect those workers and customers from themselves. You, you can't, you can't drink a soda because it's got too much sugar. You're too fat. You're too this, you're too that. You can't smoke. You can't jump off tall buildings, right? You can't swim without a life preserver. You got to wear a seatbelt, right? Nanny government. So they're protecting customers from one another and themselves, they argued, from the consensus of understanding the dangers. When science says there's a consensus, they're lying. Either science proves it's true until it's proven untrue or vice versa. There's no consensus like this thing. The consensus of scientists says the earth is warming. That's BS. Just Anyway, one crusader for the cause said that nearly everyone agreed that secondhand smoke causes cancer. What do you mean nearly everyone agreed? Because they don't like the smell? I didn't like the smell. So what? That shouldn't shut down a bar because of me. So the Lung Cancer Association, the American Heart Association, American Cancer Association, you know who funds all those? Rockefellers. They're all behind the cancer drugs. The problem, as the show points out, Penn and Teller, is that they all are basing that conclusion upon a flawed 1993 Environmental Protection Agency study. That's called EPA. We didn't even have EPA before the 1970s. We did just fine. Suggested that up to 3,000 people per year die from secondhand smoke. How do they know that? How do they know what caused them to have cancer? Oh, I never smoked one day. I never had one cigarette. It's all my grandpa. He smoked every day in our front room. In 1998, a court rebuked that study, saying that it cherry-picked the data and deviated from acceptable scientific procedures. Fraud, just like climate change. In 1998, a study at World Health Organization reached an unprecedented conclusion that it was baloney 
It was all baloney. Passive smoking does. Uh, anyway, I got to take a break here and I'll be right back and I'll finish on this smoking thing. Crazy. It's crazy stuff. I got indicted the first time, though. I said, now the gloves are off. He's incompetent. He's the worst president we've ever had. And the happiest person anywhere in this country right now is Jimmy Carter, because his administration looked brilliant compared to these clowns. It looked brilliant. There's never been a president like this. This guy's the worst. Geneva looks beautiful, it is beautiful. It has a lake, it has this shadow. It's very peaceful, but there is a dark side to it. Everything evil in the world related to demo side, unfortunately, comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva, you have Gavi, then you have the VEF, the World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Paul Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the VEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why? The VEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. Maybe there is a Geneva Swiss syndrome, but definitely there is a a UN syndrome because people are so afraid of what's going on because the United Nations is occupied that people in there don't understand. Those who understand keep quiet or try to speak in different ways to help people to wake up. So if you understand that you know that this was very easy to carve a world government. If you don't have a force that stops that and says we the people is more important. And that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build a we the people movement that is very global, something completely different. But what is going on in Geneva is, is the opposite at the moment. There is no right to WHO to give any orders to dictate to the whole world like they have done. 
And the Global Alliance for Vaccine Immunization, Gavi, got total immunity from the Swiss government. You can find this, admin.lex in the Swiss database. Go and look. This is a coup d'etat, clearly. It's a global crime scene. And we are bringing little pieces of evidence to people with humility, because in science, you always have a doubt. It's a, it's a healthy doubt. And I think that is a very important attitude. I believe personally, Geneva has a better future. Swiss neutrality has to be restored. We have no future not being neutral. And the young people who survive through this will be the guarantors, hopefully, that such institutions can never again take foothold in our blessed country. Never again. The snakehead is in Geneva. I call it a direct, clear and present danger to the Swiss population. But I can tell you, it is being cut off. If you have a house of cards, and this is a house of cards of a criminal, one card pulled by justice and the whole card house collapses. But from hope alone it is not done. Everybody must now change the spirit. And all the vaccinated, the injected, knowing that they are poisoned. We are the masses. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say, stop. We will not comply. And in French, ni oubli, ni pardon. Because we are the guardians of humanity and our light obliterates the darkness of evil, always. My buddy was telling me though, he's like, yeah, a lot of people still don't buy from dispensaries. They'd rather go to a dealer because dispensaries tax so much. So there's actually been an increase in drug dealers' profits, you know, which proves like the only thing us Americans hate more than drug dealers is paying taxes. <laughs> At least we know where the dollar's going, right? <laughs> Mexico. No. This is our fourth segment. And I want to mention a couple of other people that help us uh, stay on the Internet and on the air. And uh, that is uh, Thrifty Rooter, my friends Bill and Carla Artomenko, who have been, they are like the premier plumbing operation in the Yuba Sutter, Nevada, Calusa Let's see, Calusa, Yuba Sutter, Nevada, Butte, and part of Placer County, that would be Lincoln, California, the city of Lincoln. They got trucks going everywhere. They got uh, service trucks, and then they got the big rigs, tanker trucks that pump septic systems. They could do urban plumbing. They could do rural plumbing, boondocks plumbing. They're all over the place, and they got you dialed in. So uh, they're really easy to get a hold of. You can go to Thrifty. If you're a techie and you don't even want to use your phone or you don't want to talk to anybody, just go to thriftyrooter.net, thriftyrooter.net. 
And then you can see their whole gig there. You can communicate with them right off the front of that website. Send them a little memo. You can check off some menu items like my, t- my lines plugged. My, I got a water leak. I got this. I got that. You can click all the menu items. Just check, 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 check. Or you can describe it and then put in your name, phone number, address. Boom. Sit, send. Uh, uh, click on send. And then the uh, ladies or guys that are handling dispatch at that time will get that just like you would call them at 530-673-8201. They got a landline, 530-673-8201. Whether you send them a, a memo on the Internet or whether you dial them up through Ma Bell, they will, they will get you taken care of. Thrifty Rooter. Uh, they're good, good people. They're honest people. You know, they say they've been in business for between 40 and 50 years. How many businesses do you can you count on one hand? I bet I bet you could only think of one hand where the businesses that local. I'm talking about local business, not big corporations. It's amazing. Some of the businesses here, like the plumbing doctor, thrifty rooter. Uh they're, they're all long-time businesses. The other one I was thinking, it, uh, I think Elite Universal Security must be getting close to that as well. Greenitz Construction's another one, and, and Dave Greenitz, you can look at his website or his Facebook site. I'm going to give you those descriptions in just a minute. You can look there, and what he does is takes a photo of the the before and after of each job, and sometimes he'll even show the floor plan before and after to show how you can rearrange things and make things much more livable, much more beautiful. And uh, he does, he's the premier remodel guy in the Yuba Sutter County's area. And, and is, is, uh, his name is in lights when you talk about kitchens and baths. So I'm going to give you his website, which is Greenitz. That's, that's a color green with ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. Very easy, greenitzconstruction.com. Or you could go to his Facebook page called Dave Greenitz Construction. And that's his Facebook page. Check it out. You can send him a memo off either of those. And you can text him or call him at 530-682-9602. 682-9602. He isn't just a one-man band. You, you know what a one-man band is? He isn't. He's got multiple crews that have a... a similar standard of excellence and they get in and once they start they get you done so uh, get your ducks in a row and he will he can help you get your ducks in a row and uh, think of all the details so you can end up with a with an outcome that you're very very happy with for years out into the future like you'll be sitting there some morning years later and think man i like this what we did here boom you don't want to have any regrets when you drop ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, whatever the, the the size of the job is, right? You don't want to have any regrets. You're like, oh, I wish we'd have done this. How come we didn't think of this? Da da da. Okay, let's get back at it here. And uh, so the smokers, we got shafted. You know what did we get? Did I get hurt on a deal? Yeah, I did. I'm not a smoker. I never have smoked because I had some I had some breathing problems as a youngster. So I'm, I'm not like a super, super uh, strong willed guy. 
I just couldn't handle it. And uh, so for me, I just kind of avoided it, even though my parents smoked in the house. Back then, they had ashtrays at the end of every piece of furniture. And uh, so what's happening is is, is uh, we lost our freedom on this thing. So uh, this talks about at the time, uh, that was an absurd thought that, uh, for instance, this one guy says, as one cigar-smoking gentleman tells the camera crew, should they stop us from eating cake because America is an obese society? Maybe we should. Do you stop by the pastry aisle a lot uh, at the stores you go to? He says, at the time, there was an absurd thought, just, but just inside a decade from that episode's airing, when the pen uh, episode aired, the pen and teller episode, what happened within 10 years when they exposed the nonsense and the fraud and the lies from the scientists to say that secondhand smoke, they could prove it caused problems? I'm not saying, you know, there's saying there's places I don't want to go to eat just because I don't like the environment or I don't I don't if I want to talk to somebody and it's a really noisy place. I don't want to go there. I want to talk to them, be able to hear them well. Right. It depends on the situation. Right. So Mayor Bloomberg, just a decade later, was hard at work outlawing outlawing sugary drinks. Remember when he did that in New York? And he said, you can't sell anything larger than a 16-ounce container on the grounds that six of 10 New Yorkers were obese. So in other words, a mayor decides he doesn't like to look at the people, so he's going to control what they put in their bodies. That's not America, people. You may think, oh, well, that's what it, why don't they tell us, why don't they send the food to our, our house that they want us to eat and then monitor that, that we're not sneaking in chocolates on the side. Thankfully, this article says his efforts, Bloomberg's efforts, were struck down by a Manhattan judge. Uh, but the fact is, once you start dictating the size of a drink, you can dictate the size of a slice of pie. And the list is just up to your imagination. New Yorkers could later discover that government tyrants have big imaginations when it comes to public health. No pie for you, said New York's pie Nazi, Mayor Andrew Cuomo in 2020. No bagels or burgers or pizza either, for that matter. You just couldn't go to a restaurant at all for your own good. We're saving your life. Stay home. It's COVID. Writer says, this brings me back to a random old man being interviewed on the Penn and Teller show at, the New, at a New York bar 20 years before. This is right at the turn of, turn of 2000. He profoundly prophesied the soul-strangling soul and liberty-crushing madness that America endured in 2020. When fascism comes to America, he said, it will arrive with a white coat and a stethoscope. Think of Mr. Fauci. The point is COVID tyranny did not happen in a vacuum and the government didn't learn that it had such power overnight as this man said and we should recognize by now losing something as seemingly trivial for most people as the right to smoke in a bar was a monumental loss for individual liberty that would directly lead to the kind of tyranny that we later experienced when i was a youngster 
and could travel with my parents instead of leaving me home when they wanted to go down to the bar. They had a local bar that they liked to drink at with their friends from World War II. I was born a few years after World War II ended. And they would bring me down there. Oh, you mean a, a kid could go in a bar? Can't now, can we? No, 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 no. Bureaucrats. So I would go to the bar, and I would play the pinball machines and have myself a soda. And my parents would sit up at the bar and have themselves a cocktail or something or a beer. Didn't have any effect on me. I, I was spending time with my parents, having a fun time with other kids my age, all in the same establishment. They were drinking adult beverages. I was drinking a soda. But now, because the government is trying to save my life, I am now prevented, uh, our kids that age, five, six, eight, whatever I was, are prevented from going into a bar, God forbid, and uh, checking that out. Now, I want to talk to you uh, for a, a brief minute about the California Public Utilities Commission. The one thing wrong with that title is it, it says th for the public. It's not anything to do with the public. It's all about utilities and, and uh, approving the rates of utilities. What's happened in California and it happened here in Marysville, and it just happened in Robbins in Sutter County. And it's happened all over California, where, where uh, uh, a city or a county or a jurisdiction didn't develop the water system like Oliverst or Linda or uh, in my, our area or the city of Yuba City. They developed a water system, and, they, and the public makes the say on what the rates are. But in Marysville, many, many years ago, before my time, the citizens voted, sadly, by a, a slim majority to turn the water system over in Marysville to California Water Service, a private water entity. However, during the, the years that I grew up in California Water Service owned the water system, they sold the water system to Cal Water. They didn't. The water, it's interesting. Cal Water in Marysville gets free water in our aquifer. They just pump it right out of the underground, and they get it for free. They just have to pay for pumping it and then treating it if they need to adjust the uh, quality. So Cal Water and places like Golden State Water have charged, way overcharged, for water services. And they charge so much that the, in the, the jurisdictions that they serve, people can't afford the water. So what they do is they allow all the grounds to die. So people from a, a town called Calipatria, Calipatria, California, the vice mayor and city manager stood at the microphone at CPUC screaming about the high rates. And they said, all of our yards are, have turned, our plants have died, our shrubs have died, our fruit trees have died. We can't afford to live here because the water is so expensive. And so the, the CEO of Golden State Water makes something, I'll, I'll give you more on this later, something like $3 million a year. In other words, they're, the people that run these water systems have become multi-millionaires from just managing water all they do 
Like they they don't have to pay for water down in Calipatria either. Very little. In in Marysville, where I live, we don't have Golden State water. We have, as I said, California water, California water service. Right across the river in Yuba City, right across the river, different river in Linda and Oliverst, you can get the same water, the same quality water, for about one-fourth to one-half the price. So what you see in Marysville is all the, the properties have died. Trees have died. Grasses have died. Shrubs have died. People will not pay to water their lawns. And we're getting ripped off. So they complained to the CPUC. You think it made any difference? Nope. Uh, they just, uh, it says here, Golden State Water jacked up their water prices for the last three years and they're set to increase all the more complained the water prices are so high that fruit trees plants flowers got grass are all gone and most houses have just dirt yards the lack of water the lack of fair water prices in marysville has destroyed the city all these politicians said oh this has destroyed the city that has destroyed the city yeah there's been some bad decisions right but the thing that has destroyed the city the most and affected the property values and affected people wanting to move in here is it's all dead nobody wants to live where it's dead it's just ridiculous there's no reason for it you can drive i had a guy call me one one time and um I don't know why he called me. I guess I was writing articles for the Territorial Dispatch, and he read an article I wrote about water, and he said, wow. He said, I, I just read your article, and he said, I moved here, and, and he said, I rented a place, and he said, I got sticker shock from my first water bill. I said, wow, man, I'm, I'm very sorry uh, that you, uh, you got caught not knowing what you're doing. And I said, you could actually save a month's rent by moving to Yuba City or Linda or Oliver's or out in the country uh, by the savings just in your water. You could you could have your uh, place for 12 months for the price of 11 months and just the savings in water alone. But we have, you know, it's interesting. We have all this water in Yuba County. We have, we have uh, what they call Yuba water. It's interesting. They won't uh, help buy out cal water buy them out in in a number of municipalities in california they have forced the hand of the private water company and just said you're egregious and we want to buy you out and they have floated bonds and they uh people pay the water bill plus they pay the bonds back and get cheaper water prices because they're getting ripped off so badly in these private in in the public water companies like yuba city or lender or Oliver's, they can't just up the rates of water rates unless they have a vote of the public. In this case, they just, the CPUC is bought off from these companies. And it's interesting that uh, they talk about the, uh, the Golden State Water. In another article, I was re- researching this, and it talked about the Golden State Water always giving out turkeys. <laughs> and Golden State Water has been giving out turkeys up here for years so they could get in on the Robbins Water District. They now run water Robbins Water District, a little rural water district down south. But what they really want is the Sutter Point Water, 
which is going to be a fantastic cash cow. But I'm telling you, it's going to uh, break. It's going to break the people down there, and they are not going to be able to afford water. Basically, they're forcing people to leave California. They can't afford to have water, of all things. You can't have police protection. Now you're not going to have water. It just, it's just one thing after another. Did you know that uh, the, they passed a law now in the state of California that uh, commercial developments cannot ha- have grass? Did you know that? It's just unbelievable. It's just one thing after another. And and the fact is, we have lots of water. They just send it all to the ocean. <laughs> just send it all to the ocean. Oh, this is unbelievable. Okay. Uh, did you know that, uh, by the way, that George Soros funded something like 40-plus uh, candidates to run for district attorney in significant blue cities around uh, not California, but California and the rest of the United States. And uh, many of them are only lasting one term. They're getting recalled or they're getting voted out at one term simply because they have aligned with Soros to not prosecute crime. Isn't it interesting? The district attorney is supposed to prosecute uh, people that the, the law enforcement people arrest. And yet they aren't doing that. So now in, in, uh, Oakland, which is the murder capital of California, it's it's California's eighth largest city, but it's California's murder capital uh, due to, to two things, godlessness and fatherlessness. Fatherlessness is huge in, in uh, California's large black population. Uh, you know, did you know that it has the highest out of birth wedlocks, the black population? 77.3%, and they have the highest number of abortions of any ethnic group uh, in the in the United States of America. And so uh, rec- between recreational drugs, crack, cocaine, fentanyl, impulsive behavior, murder, it's wild. So it seems like now they're going to try to do a recall effort on a gal named Pamela Price, for her derelict, she's not a, an alcoholic derelict, but she has a dereliction of duty. And they're going to can her. They're going to try to can her. But the people of it's, if the people of Oakland throw they're full Democrat down there, if they throw a fit, uh, it's it's going to be a bellwether type of vote. I'm going to take a break here, and then we'll be right back. to blame. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. When you stop and think about it, every public problem, increased crime, more transients, gangs, recreational drugs, 
Bad schools, inflation, oppressive taxes and regulations, floods, monster fires, porn, perversity, killing preborn babies, political corruption, unconstitutional tyranny. You can lay it all at the feet of the ruling Democrats and their rhino accomplices. Because Democrat Party politicians have been in virtual control of the California state legislature since the late 1950s. And Republicans in name only who vote with them are no help at all. So recruit and support constitutional conservative Christian fighters instead. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Lord knows there's enough negative that goes around in the, on a Sunday. You know, I think the Lord may be some bit of a personal trainer. Where I go to church, I say apocalyptic. I don't know if I say that right. I go to a Pentecostal church. It ain't a service unless a couple of people get up and run around, you know, get a little wind in their lungs, right? hear a little tongues. Yeah, I think the Lord wants us all to maintain some type of physical shape we can dance and rejoice in his presence even in the bad times right listen to a service this morning delivered that's what it was about it was about oh lord i will praise you in all the seasons including the good ones and the bad ones right and they went fumbling around through this book and that book and david and that and they got to old job you know job knows right and it said it after Job got the four messengers and everything had been killed and ate up with storms and volcanoes or whatever went on and there was nothing less. The next verse it says, and Job got on the ground, shaved his head and worshiped the Lord. And what probably was mankind's worstest moment, right? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Let me hit my hand with a hammer. <laughs> but here's old Job, because Job knows. And if you're a God that's my age, or maybe younger, a woman, that has made a grave amount of mistakes, I'm talking about a huge amount of mistakes, you have lost a lot, you have got some felonies, you have battled addiction, maybe you're battling addiction now, you're homeless, maybe like me, you prostituted yourself out a little bit, Maybe you're a prostitute. Maybe you just lost your kids. Maybe, 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 maybe. Can you hear me? Yeah. I want you to understand that after Job had gotten through praising him, right, and the story unfolds and Job talks to God and God asks him the 90 questions. That's the greatest 90 questions in the world, by the way. Uh, about the oh the beaming off and the, the one I love the most is about the horse but after all that was said and done and Job prayed for his friends it says this in the book that Job's days before him were shorter than those days that had passed Job was an old man he had lived his life he had conquered he had survived he had overcome he had blessed he had prayed and devastation my friends dope broken families alcohol prison had that kind of anguish and chaos 
Job had dealt with, right? And the days before him were shorter. And it says this in the book. And if you believe God's word, it says, And the Lord doubled everything he had. Even though his days that were left were way shorter than what he had come through, his possessions, his happiness, what he owned, what he had been blessed with, God had doubled. Let me tell you something, friends. That should be exciting if you're a man like me. You should be like praising God. You should be hanging on by the seats of your pants because there is hope that, dear God, you would restore everything that I broke down, that I lost, that I gave up, that I destroyed. Lord, if you mean to tell me that the next 20 years versus the last 49 I've lived, I could increase everything simply by praising you through the bad storms. Lord, let me get on my knees right now. Let me get on down here. Thank you, God, for even the bad times. Prison, addiction. Lord, I never thought that in that moment that I would be able to inspire thousands of people to get straight and share my story and meet the people I meet and be in your favor, Lord. And I don't care if a gorilla comes up on this yard right now and we got to duke it out. Because when I know when I get done, even if I have black eyes, I'm going to get down here, Lord. Right down here. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, because you're the God that gives us and you're the God that takes away. Good It's all right if you don't want to go home. It's all right. If you don't wanna be alone, it's alright if you don't wanna go home. I understand, I understand, I understand. Nothing says it fits. Okay, segment number five of six. Want to mention a couple events coming up that you might be interested in. One is how to survive a bleak, lousy, completely deplorable Christmas. Sounds a little like comedic theater. That's going to be a theater presentation starting on December 1, which I know has already happened. But it, the, the good news is it lasts to December 5th. So even though you're catching this kind of in the middle of the presentation, every night, December 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7 o'clock at night, doors open at 6.30, it's at the theater on the Glad Tidings campus at 1179 Eager Road. That's just north of Yuba City between Yuba City and Live Oak off Highway 99. Very easy to get to. As I mentioned, I think I said it's free. There's uh, some refreshments at the intermission that are reasonably priced. And usually it goes towards a fundraiser, rehab, or something like that. But it'll be a fun thing for family, all your family. You don't have to say, oh, kids can't see this. No, you, you can see it. So it's how to survive a bleak, lousy, completely deplorable Christmas. I'm amazed at how many people have never been to a play. I, I particularly like plays. Uh, and this one's originally written in original music. So uh, check it out. And again, you don't need a ticket. You just, the, once the doors open, people just stroll in and find yourself a seat. I always like to sit towards the front so I can see people really well and hear people really well. But there's lots of seats. There's hundreds of seats. 
and so you shouldn't have any problem getting a seat any of the nights of the event. So uh, that's that. The other thing that's happening that is unusual for Sutter County to have someone of this caliber is Dr. David Martin is going to be in town for the weekend. And uh, I don't know whether that's the 9th and the 10th, December 9th and the 10th, something like that. But, yeah, I think it's the 9th and the 10th. But on December 9th, during the day, he's going to do a seminar, or he's calling it an exclusive interview with uh, with uh, him, Dr. David, and Kim Martin, his wife, on the topic is what's going wrong, what's going right, and how we release heaven into the earth. The exclusive interview with Dr. David Martin will include details and strategies never before discussed with the public. Usually, you know, when he does these talks, most people pay $1,000, $1,200. Amazing. Because of, uh, you can look him up on the internet. There's probably stuff, trash him on the internet. He's the one who exposed Fauci and the corruption of the COVID thing. Uh, he's one of many, but he was one. He's the one who uh, just spoke to the European Parliament with billions of people downloading the talk. You can still, if you go on to like Rumble or probably BitChute or Brighteon, you can say David, Dr. David Martin speaks to the European Parliament. It's about a 20-minute talk. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There is no one that can peel this fraud like David Martin. So you can go in person for $90. Uh, it starts at 9.30 in the morning, goes to, I think, 3 Nine thirty to three. There's a lunch break, ninety minute lunch break. Uh, you can go in person, or you can uh, do live stream. It's a fundraiser for the Embassy Garden and Livestock Project. Dr. David Martin has been the world's unique voice in educating and act- activating humanity in the wake of the global campaign of fear and terror, from uncovering co- covert funding in the '90s to white collar crime in the 2000s. David's never backed down from exposing corruption. Now he's leading the charge to hold accountable the criminal conspirators conspirators who shut down the world and are injecting humanity with deadly toxins. For the past 30 years, he's worked in over 130 countries to redeem conflict metals, agriculture, and social systems and return them to local communities. From the halls of Congress to the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, Dr. Martin has become uniquely qualified to help lead humanity into its best and brightest future. You don't want to miss it. He lives on the East Coast. He's flying out just to do this. Uh, It was his idea. We didn't recruit him. Uh, We just are working at our projects out here. I I say we because I volunteer with Church of Glad Tidings. I attend there. And so you can, off the churchofgladtidings.com website, you can click on events, then... uh, you can look at where's this world going, and then for more information, it'll tell you how to sign up. Very simple. It just is more information, then it just you can click on live stream, click on in person, or you could click on just if you want to give towards the idea. So that that his all day deal is going to be there on the ninth. Is it the ninth? Oh, what did I say? Yeah, the night, Saturday night. He's also going to be there to speak Saturday night, which will probably be about a 45-minute talk on a different subject. But uh, anyway, it tells you how to do it. Okay. 
And so those are the two things I think are important to cover right now. And I'll leave that with you. I think there's a, isn't there a, I think maybe it's, I don't know when the uh, parade, there's a Christmas parade downtown Marysville, but it may show up before I do, this shows up on, uh, this comes out on Saturday morning. So let me just go back and uh, the my epic school, the K through 12 school, including a preschool, they're having a, uh, a float. Thought, That's cool. I'll see how I'm, I'm fascinated with what it looks like. Well, they know how to do a float or not, but it's I like the idea because it's a school doing it. Should be fun, and it gives them a chance to do something pretty cool. Okay, we talked about all that. Let me just there's so much going on, honestly, you know this. There's just what what do you talk about? So I just kind of pick and choose. Uh, okay. I would recommend that you, if you want to donate to a good cause, a lot, of you, a lot of you say, you know, Lou, I just don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know how I can make a difference. I don't have time. I don't feel very good. I can't travel at night. I, you know, all of us face different challenges. I can't drive a car at night. I, I don't, uh, I'm not very ambulatory. I, I can't go sit at the supervisor's meetings. What can I do? I'll tell you what you can do. I'm going to tell you where, you where you can give some money. You think, oh, I don't have a lot of money. I, how about $10? How about $5? Can you do that? I Sometimes, most of the time, I make my own coffee, but sometimes I just want, I'm, I'm on the road, and I just go get myself a, a medium latte. It usually costs me like almost $5, I think. Would you give $5 to save yourself thousands of dollars? I don't have any problem with those kind of exchanges. I give I give amounts of money. I'm going to tell you one place that I give money to every year. I'm going to give you my my choices. One is Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. You think, oh, that's a lot to write down. I'll make it simpler. HJTA.org. HJTA.org. If you have a credit card, you can go to HJTA.org. And there's probably a how to give on that website. They are the premier place saving you taxes, property taxes, other taxes. They're holding back the government from taxing you to death. There is no other organization like this one. It's nonprofit, and they are very sharp, and uh, I give to them regularly. I talk about them regularly. And there's, there's, I don't know whether I have time to talk about it today, but there are coming up issues on the ballot that are going to cost you thousands of dollars. I don't care whether you don't make much money. They're going to cost you thousands of dollars no matter how much money you make. And I'm just telling you that you can make a difference with 5 10 15 20 25 $30, right? I give more, but I can, I have more. I'm not telling you you got to do what I do. Uh, so I would hjta.org, please give to them. The other one is that's a premier Family lobbyist group is SaveCalifornia.com, Randy Thomason. There's no one in the state that is more effective or more diligent or more exacting about explaining what's going on in every man's terms and keeps you up with what's going on from schools to immorality, nonsense, waste, 
uh, terrible things. It, he, Randy Thomason is biblically based. He has been in this area. He, he's come up into this area many times to speak. Uh, I, I have high respect for Randy Thomason when I've had to uh, needed a live uh, a, a pinch hitter from my live show when I've been out of the area. I, I love it when he comes, when he can come and help. So uh, anyway, you can go to SaveCalifornia.com and you can do it off a credit card or you can take down the address off his website and uh, you, can, uh, you can connect. If you do not have uh, the ability to work a computer or there's some problems, just text me. And I will send you the address from any of the, for any of these organizations. Uh, the other one is Judicial Watch. I think it's judicialwatch.org. Uh, and I'm sure it'll come up on your computer, Judicial Watch. They are suing the dickens out of all these people, all these government entities that are uh, the swamp. They are doing more to rid us of the swamp than anybody I know. Judicial Watch. I don't know whether that's the exact. If you just Google it and get to their website, Judicial Watch, I think it's .org. But if you just do Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, watch for the guy's name, Tom Fitton, F-I-T-T-O-N. I would donate to them as well. The other group is the Thomas More Society. More, just like I want more pie. M-O-R-E, Thomas More Society. And uh, they they defend people when their civil rights or their religious rights are being violated. So I would, uh, I would give to them as well. They're the ones defending David Delighton who exposed Planned Parenthood for selling baby parts that they've taken apart after they've aborted the child. It's against the law, but the incredibly, if you wondered if, if Trump just has the crooked judges, no David Delighton always also has some. Now, Randy Thomason wrote, writes up, I get his, you can, if you get emails, uh, he can send you his email system or emails once a week or so. He said, fed up parents escaping Newsom in Bonta. Uh, so the Washington Post uh, did some uh, polling. And uh, remember, Gavin Newsom was the only governor threatening to mandate that every kid get a COVID jab. And now California's most recent statistics as of November 8th demonstrate public support for real choice uh, is growing. So 70% of adults and 75% of parents of school-aged children support the idea of education savings accounts, a synonym for vouchers. So I'm not going to spend any more time on that. It's just that people are getting fed up with the system. Uh, Randy has a special website that helps you figure out how to remove your kids from the school. In other words, what alternatives there are that are realistic alternatives for you. Um, says North Carolina joins Iowa, Utah, Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Oklahoma, and Ohio in creating new universal choice programs this year or expanding existing programs to include all or nearly all students. They join the join Arizona and West Virginia, where universal programs previously existed. Today, some 36% of students nationwide are eligible for private choice programs 
a 60% increase from just two years ago. So things are changing. I don't know. I, I, I think you're just, you can't wait. Your kids are only that age for one year. I would pull my kids out in a heartbeat and I would make whatever sacrifice necessary to whether I'm going to educate them myself through homeschool, which has never been easier and, or put them in a, a school like Epic EPEC, which is out there at the church of glad tidings campus. You can check them out going to the website at churchofgladtidings.com and then taking your cursor and running it over the word ministries and it will drop down to show epic and then you just click on it and uh, you can find all way all about that uh, school so it's a revolutionary school it's doing very well and kids are thriving out there i'm so proud of them and i they actually asked me to do a, a, a chapel 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 that's what it is where you speak on a friday out there and i was very impressed i wasn't so impressed with me speaking i was very impressed with the kids and uh, i'm talking about kids k through five and also kids sixth through high school very impressed uh very uh interested and excited so when when you see a title like this, New York City's last hope just threw in the towel, what would be, what would you consider New York a city's last hope? In your city, think of your city. If I said your city's name, the last hope just threw in the towel after all a lot of problems, what would be a last the last domino to tip the thing over? Well, in New York City, it's law enforcement. And uh, it says New York City's finest to bolt, uh, finest continue to bolt from the job at an alarming rate. What do you think an alarming rate is? Listen to this. This is so interesting. A total of 2,516 New York Police Department cops. I don't care how big the city is. That's a, that's a lot of cops have left so far this year. 2,516 New York Police Department cops have left this year. The fourth highest number in the past decade and 43% more than 1,750 who left in 2018 before the pandemic and crime spikes hit the city. The number of cops quitting before they reached the 20-year mark, which is retirement for full, full retirement, also skyrocketed from 509 in 2020 to 1040 so far this year that means they walked away from a full retirement they thought it's not worth it i'm going to go do something different it's a 104% increase the year's departures and lack of replacements are now taking a toll forcing the cops who remain on the job to work inhumane amounts of forced overtime according to the police bereavement association president that doesn't work, people. I've, I've worked with law enforcement closely, and they don't flourish when they're overworked. Uh, over 2,500 cops have left the force this year, 43% higher than the amount of left in 2018. Uh, okay. It says, tragically, I'm, I'm landing the plane here. I just got two minutes left. Tragically, the situation is a deliberate outcome planned by the people Planned by the people, planned by the people who want to see America brought to her knees. You want to eliminate America? You eliminate the police departments. You eliminate the fire departments. It's over, baby. It is over. It is a result of soft-on-crime district attorneys at Soros-funded and prosecutors 
as well as left-wing defund the police nonsense. The idea of repeatedly arresting the same thugs only for them to be released again is ridiculous. Why would anybody want to be a police officer nowadays? I don't know. I do not know. I have great admiration for law enforcement. I don't care. I don't have, I'm not under any illusion that all law enforcement officers are perfect. Jesus is perfect. No one else. I don't know perfect pastors. I don't know perfect contractors. I don't know perfect psychologists, psychiatrists. I don't know perfect teachers. I don't know perfect anybody except Jesus. I don't expect cops to be perfect. But we need them. We need good ones. And we need to purge the bad ones. Why would anybody want to be a police officer nowadays when they are demonized and treated like villains while actual criminals are glorified as heroes? I'm telling you, in downtown Marysville, crime is out of control. And the only way to stop it is for people, individuals, to just shoot people. There, there is no law enforcement, effective law enforcement. Do we have nice cops around? Yeah, but they're not, they're not doing what we did 20 years ago when I used to be their chaplain. I was riding in those cars. I knew exactly what happened on all these situations. We took care of business. I'm running out of time, and so... Uh, Oh, maybe, maybe I got one more segment. I think I got one more segment. So we're good. I'm just coming to end, end of a deal. I thought I had, I thought I was running out of time. I got one more segment. So, okay, we're good. I'm happy about that. Cause I got a lot to talk about yet. So anyway, I am saddened by people that have got into the, 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 the business of law enforcement with such great aspirations and, and zeal and passion and to just be beaten down and cursed and spit. I've been in, I've been in police cars as a ride along as a chaplain and been cursed out with the cop and spit on right through the screen between that separates you and the guy I've been there. So uh, we're going to take a break here, and we'll be right back for our final segment. I, I was rushing this whole show. Here we go. we got one more segment to go. Be right back. Just in case you didn't know, listen to this. Last six presidents and their net worth before and after office. Number six, you have Ronald Reagan, who was worth $10.6 million before and $15.4 million after. Number five, you have a George H.W. Bush, who was worth $4 million before, $23 million after. Number four, you have Bill Clinton, who took office at $1.3 million and left at $241.5 million. Number three, you have George W. Bush, who was worth $20 million when he took office and $40 million when he left office. Number two, you have Barack Obama, who came in at $1.3 million and left at $70 million. And finally, number one, you have Donald J. Trump, who was worth $3.7 billion when taking office and $2.5 billion when leaving office. Here are the three sources for this data. Number one, Forbes.com. Number two, CelebrityNetWorth.com. And number three, Cheapism.com. Good evening. As the conflict in the Middle East continues to rage, the motivations for each of the factions remain complex and difficult to understand. 
That's why tonight we're sitting down with a brave Hamas freedom fighter to find out what it is their organization wants. Thank you for being here tonight. What are the pressing needs of your people? What goals is it that you're working for? What deep and lasting vision are you looking to implement in the region? Oh, uh, I just want to kill the Jews. Well, we might have a little bit of a, of a language barrier here. <laughs> so, because I think what you, what you mean is that you just want to enact justice against those who are restricting your freedoms, of course. Maybe I wasn't clear. I apologize. We want to kill all Jews who are restricting our freedom to kill more Jews. But just so our viewers understand, when you say kill all Jews, it's a metaphor. You don't mean that literally. Much like from the river to the sea, it is an aspirational call for freedom and human rights. Exactly. It is our aspiration to kill all Jews from the river to the sea. And then all the rest of the Jews. In fact, are, are there any Jews here tonight? What? I... Maybe just one or two I could kill. So the trip over wasn't a total waste. I, I don't think you can do that here. We don't do that here, right? No, that's not allowed. Yeah. Too bad. If I killed a few Jews here, I could deduct the travel as business expense. So you can see, of course, how the oppression that this poor person has suffered at the hands of Israel has led him to this awful extremism. Yes, the oppression has been horrible. Israel has forced us to spend all the billions of aid dollars we received from your country on tunnels and to make our leaders in Qatar billionaires when that money should be going to... What? To building a thriving society. To killing the Jews. So as you engage in your noble fight, what is your glorious vision of a better, more equitable society? What future are you fighting for? My future is as a martyr in glorious paradise after get, killing... Killing the, the Jew thing, yeah, we get that. I, I, I know, but, but that can't be all that, that you want. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Of course not. Oh, well, really, what else is it that you're after? What are the complex and noble aims of your inspiring organization? We also want to uplift the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, so moving. On top of a building and then throw no, them over. No, that's not, don't, don't say that you want to kill anybody, the Jews or anybody else on TV, okay? Okay, I won't say it, but... You can read it in our charter or just look up the statements from any of our leaders on YouTube. Uh, we're pretty upfront about it. We just want to kill the Jews. Sadly, we may never know what it is that Hamas wants. Let me just email you a link from our oh, stop, charter. Stop, stop, stop. Their motivations are complex and mysterious. All we can know for sure is that they are oppressed. So no matter what, we must support them. There. You can read the charter now. It says to kill the Jews. <sighs> mm -hmm.
rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them wagon rolling, raw hard. Yeah, that's right. The final Adrian Cronauer broadcast. And this one is brought to you by our friends at the Pentagon. Remember the people who brought you Korea. That's right, the U.S. Army. If it's being done correctly here or abroad, it's probably not being done by the Army. I heard that. Oh, you're here. Good to see you. I'm here to make sure you don't say anything controversial. Speaking of things controversial, is it true that there is a marijuana problem here in Vietnam? No, it's not a problem. Everybody has it. I don't know, Adrian. Leo, Leo. Adrian, take care of yourself. I just want you to know one thing. If you're going to be dressing in civilian clothes, don't forget pumps. Thank you, Leo. Thanks for these. Oh, these are special. The ruby slippers, Adrian. Put these on and say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home, and you can be there. <laughs> I hope. I hope we all could. There's a port on a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day, lonely sailors. Pass the time away Talk about their homes There's a girl In this harbor town She works Okay, here we go. Final 20 minutes. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot in detail on this, but uh, you can look this up. Um, this is from... Oh, man, I can never remember their name. I have a terrible time remembering the name of this. If you want to Google this or however you, I use DuckDuckGo. If you, this article is called Litigation Floodgates Are Now Open. It's a long title. I'm going to read the whole title to you so you can get it. But you don't, if you just put litigation, uh, Oh, the, 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 where it's located is the Gateway Pundit, P-U-N-D-I-T, Gateway Pundit. But if you just put in your search, litigation floodgates are now open, Gateway Pundit, it should come right up. And there's, there's some uh, areas in the article where you click on it, and it's going to drop down a list of attorneys that can help you if you've been, if you or your loved ones have been uh, d- damaged by the vaccine. Let me read you the whole title. Litigation floodgates are now open for mRNA vaccine injured. Uh, Colon, comprehensive list of 90 attorneys around the world available for lawsuits against vaccine manufacturers. People are suing. Now, this is so disgusting that the United States of America is actually paying for some people that have legitimate. They've they've after you prove to them you got myocarditis or pericarditis. You know what they're paying out? Four thousand bucks, less than five thousand dollars. Your heart is permanently damaged from the vaccine. Well, there's attorneys now suing Pfizer and the rest of them. So it says your congressman. I I really appreciate Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, when I say I like somebody or appreciate him, I am not saying anybody is perfect. Do you understand that? Jesus is perfect. Everybody else is imperfect. But but on the whole, on the big picture. I have great appreciation for Congressman Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. So she held a hearing on COVID-19 vaccine injuries early this month where she vowed to expose the truth behind the vaccines. The truth is they knew they were poisoned. They knew they were going to damage kids. They knew they were going to damage every age group. They knew they were going to cause women to miscarry, and they, they didn't care. 
In fact, they thought reducing the population was a good idea. The Gateway Pundit, as I mentioned, Pundit, P-U-N-D-I-T, the Gateway Pundit, reported extensively on injuries and sudden deaths that were likely caused by COVID-19 and the Biden regime's deadly mandates. You can easily find countless stories of these tragedies by, and, and I have, a, I have, a, every week I have them listed, but sometimes I don't get, get to them. So the Gateway Pundit reported in 2022 that while the United States does have a vaccine injury compensation program, many Americans who have filed claims after being injured have not received compensation and many were denied for not meeting standard of proof. Nonsense, right? It just, it's just typical of, and my friends who came back from Vietnam and had died from cancer from Agent Orange at young ages. The Army said, oh, Agent Orange doesn't cause cancer. Now now everybody's getting paid off from Agent Orange, except for those that died before they could get the claim done. So anyway, the big event here is that hundreds of thousands of people have been damaged, paralyzed, mental problems, brain aneurysms, blood clots in the legs, heart attacks, children having uh, uh, myocarditis. Myocarditis isn't a passing issue. Oh, we'll just take some medication. No, it's a heart disease. You've unleashed a heart damage. So uh, we have all these people. uh, Anyway, I don't have time to go through all this. Stephen Kirsch, who is a uh, drop.com genius, Uh, He said you can now sue the mRNA COVID vaccine manufacturers for damage and the FDA is required to take the COVID vaccines off the market. Why? Because of adulterations. The plasmid bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to the regulatory authorities in the beginning. It's considered adulteration. I just got off the phone, he says, with Professor Byron Bridal and Dr. Robert Malone on this. Um, Anyway. On this, there's a link in this article, and when you click on the link at the very bottom of the article, uh, it takes you to the list of attorneys internationally that are suing the drug companies or suing the U.S. government. And uh, the last sentence says, I just got off the phone with attorney Warner Mendenhall. He confirmed, uh, I wrote below, is true and and the litigation floodgates are now open. Here's a list of 90 lawyers that you can contact if you want to sue the vaccine manufacturers. Now, I can't give you the address. It's too many uh, letters. But if you go to the Gateway Pundit, or if you just, if you put in, uh, don't go to the Gateway Pundit, it's pages and pages of articles. Just put into your browser, litigation floodgates are now open, then put hyphen, and then put the Gateway Pundit, P-U-N-D-I-T. It should come up. Then go to the bottom of the article, and you can click on a link. There's hyperlinked right there. And you could go to the list of attorneys and see if you can find one somewhere in the U.S. that uh, you can contact. It should give their contact information. I checked it out, and so you you could get some help. Uh, Now, also... uh, I, I've been telling you this for those that, you know, all of us at some time may end up in the hospital, whether we have a stroke, we have a heart attack, we get in a car crash. 
something falls on us and breaks our leg, you know, you end up going to the hospital. And the hospital uh, is not trustworthy any longer. I'm just saying, I, I don't have time to go into details, but they are getting paid to kill people. You think, oh, Lou, you're off your cookie. No, you just don't know what's going on. So some friends, they, they become friends of mine, Greta Crawford and Laura Bartlett. They're out of Texas. And these ladies have run into the buzzsaw of government killing their loved ones, the hospitals killing their loved ones. And they came up with a way to stop that because even though we don't want to go to the hospital, like most of my friends do not ever want to go to the hospital again because they're afraid of the hospital. Is that a sad thing when you're afraid to go to the hospital? But that's the way it is. We have Adventist Hospital here locally, and they are killing people over there. And uh, it's called hospital homicide. And so there's a system, and I've been promoting Greta Crawford and Laura Bartlett. You don't have to remember remember their name. I'm going to give you two websites and a hotline number. On the websites, they want you to look at a four-minute video that tells you about the situation and how to uh, download, print off, some documents that they've created that have been proven legally. They're good. They're solid legally. And you can print off these documents that tells the hospital or whatever serving institution you're taking your loved one to. It tells them what you want and what you don't want. And it's not the end of life thing. It's just telling them that if you say, I don't want remdesivir and I don't want a ventilator, they have to follow your orders. And so you print this off and you take it to a notary public and a notary public will just verify that you are the person standing before them and your signature on that paperwork is indeed your signature. And then they put their notary stamp on it. You're not, you're not hiring a, uh, you're not hiring a legal expert. You don't need a legal expert. These gals have done that. So you can go to hospital hostage help dot com hospital hostage help dot com or you could go to the you could go to protocol kills dot com both of those titles go to the same website they probably changed their name over the years and they don't want to confuse people so they just take all wherever you start at protocol kills dot com or hospital hostage help dot com you're going to end up on the same page and then you can they say listen don't don't skip the video. Watch the video. It instructs you instead of calling them on the hotline, check out the video, download the paperwork and see if you can just do it all. Then when you go to the hospital, your loved ones can take it for you. Tell your loved ones, Hey, if I ever have to go to the hospital, take this paperwork. It's in my top drawer. And you serve the people that are serving you at the ER say, and then you also send a certified copy to the, uh, pres- the director of the hospital and say, basically, you're going to sue them if you don't follow my directions. Very simple. It's very simple. A- an average person can do this. If you end up in a jam and you ignore what I'm telling you, write down this hotline number, and they have story after story where these ladies get on the line with the doctor and they say, if you don't follow their instructions, we're going we're gonna to help them sue you and sue the hospital. So the number is 888-219-3637, 888-219-3637.
That's the hotline number for Greta Crawford and Laura Bartlett. These gals are great. They're not charging you a nickel for this. If you want to donate to them, they'd probably take a donation, but they're not asking for that. They're serving you because it's a matter of life and death. So I'm just giving you a shout out and let you know about them. And um, so. Uh, okay, you probably have already realized that both the Army and the Air Force now are backtracking on kicking out thousands of men and women that came into the armed services desiring to serve their country and to serve their and serve their country with distinction. But because they wouldn't take the jab and commit basically suicide. They fired them from the military now because people do not want to have a bunch of fags. Uh, I'm talking about faggots, homosexuals and transgenders. They don't want to be led by a bunch of faggots. And that's what we've had in the leadership. Obama being a homosexual uh, put homosexuals in charge of these military organizations and forced out any Christian conservatives, solid leaders that's why you have so many goofballs uh, that can't hardly even communicate. Uh, Lloyd Austin, and we have another black guy that's the head of the Air Force, doesn't even know what he's talking about. I don't know whether you saw him being interviewed by one of the House subcommittees, but started talking about uh, crit- uh, proper pronouns and critical race theory and all that nonsense. I'm telling you, these people don't even know what they're talking about, and they're trying to em- employ all these uh, social correction issues. Anyway, uh, there are thousands of recruits short in their recruiting in all, all the arms of the armed services, all the branches, except I believe the Marines are okay. But now they're saying, Oh, sorry. If you want to rejoin, why don't you give us a shout out and we'll try to work that out. Uh, I know Pete, I know two people personally, one person took the jab, and I think it's only a matter of time before she ends up. She just retired, and so she was going to lose her retirement and be kicked out from the Air Force. She took the jab, and my concern is she will die in the next couple of years. The other thing is two other gentlemen, uh, quality young uh, Air Force uh, service members, both got fired because they wouldn't take the jab. And uh, I don't think they're ever good. These people, when you do that, who would, who would you want? Why would you want to follow these leaders that are so incompetent into battle when, when they're screwball, when they're totally screwball, by the way, do you know that the, the FBI is forcing out Christian conservatives or former military officers that came to work for the FBI after they retired from the military. And they're trying to have all, uh, libs and communists running the FBI. It's just to, it's just a full-on press, man. I'm telling you, it's bad. So just want to give you a shout-out on that. And because there's a whole article I have here. I only have five minutes left, so I'm just... Uh, anyway, there's a Navy medical guy that, that shows how, how much the, uh, the shots have damaged the military. And all kinds of problems, cancers, heart attacks, everything's up. Even pilots aren't being able to fly. It's a total meltdown in the military. We're just seeing the start of it right now. 
Uh, well, I have five minutes left. I really don't know what to do next. I get everything that takes a lot of time to talk about. Do you remember, this is interesting. Do you remember, you know, Bill Gates was hooked up with Epstein, right? He doesn't want to be known as that, but his wife, but do you know that his wife said basically he was weird? Uh, I, I went out of the marriage. I'm done with him. Uh, he was cheating with uh, young girls and flying down to Epstein Island. Do you remember this? I, I had to be reminded of it by stumbling across this article. You wonder about what kind of guy Bill Gates is. Do you, you know, he lives in a very large house up in Seattle, right? So he has some people working at the house, right? He has in 2014, an engineer, you know, a uh, electrical engineer, techie, a techie computer engineer. He's working at Gates home at the compound. And that guy was arrested for having 6,000 child rape. It, I didn't say child porn. I said child rape porn images. That's showing adults raping children. This is an engineer in the home of Bill and Melinda Gates in 2014. You know, it's interesting. As time goes on, we forget things that happen. Then something else bad happens, and you don't you forget about the other thing and they connect it together. Police arrested a Seattle man. I have several news releases here. I don't want to repeat them all and just say that this guy's name was Ricky Allen Jones. Uh, he was accused of trading pornography, pornographic images on, on Gmail. Possession of por pornography. Uh, he had 6,000 images depicting, again, I said rape and sexual abuse. 51 years old. And it says 52 years old. Worked for Bill and Melinda Gates, Waterfront Home, Medina, Washington. Until 2014, he was sentenced Friday. You know how much time he got? Do you think there's multi-tier judicial system? How much time would you give a guy that that's a 6,000 child abuse, child rape photos? He got 90 days in jail, folks. That is that shocking to you? Is that shocking to you? I wonder what happened to him. I wonder if he went back to work for Gates. They looked for him. He was working when they tried when they found out who might have this stuff, they tracked him down to his workplace at the tech billionaire's $147 million waterfront estate. I think that's enough money for your place to live when you sleep there. Unbelievable. And you'd wonder, uh, Melinda Gates said the, the time, the only time that she met up with, she was introduced to Jeffrey Epstein. She just, I, have you ever watched this video? And she said, I just felt like the persona of evil, personified evil. That was as a woman, what she, what she felt meeting Jeffrey Epstein, her husband, if you've ever seen him interviewed about this, he's very uncomfortable. If you know any, you don't have to understand body language. You just have to look at him. He is like freaking out. Oh, yeah, I had dinner with him. It was nothing. There's some people that claim Gates flew to Epstein Island 37 times. You can see on the Internet it's refuted over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
There's no evidence of him going 37 times. I don't know how, how that came up, but he's been there. He's been to Epstein Island. Why would you go down to Epstein Island? You know, the plane that Jeffrey Epstein, the Lolita Express, was designed not to sit in like a commercial airliner, but they had bedrooms, it had lotions, it had sex gels, it had everything imaginable, dildos, it had everything imaginable that you could have a full sex orgy. On the way, they couldn't wait to get to the island, man. They were like getting it on right on the plane. Did you know that? So Melinda Gates is said to have warned Bill Gates to stay away from Epstein after the couple met with the convicted sex offender in 2013. This is actually his first after his first go around. Gate Melinda was reportedly haunted, haunted. That's her word by her husband's connection with the convicted pedophile financier who died by suicide. You know, this, this is serious stuff. People, these are, you know, this is, in, it's like, okay, I feel bad when people get a divorce, but at some point you think I, I'm not going to live with somebody who I think is doing the same thing. Epstein ended up extorting money out of Bill Gates for having sex with a, a teenage girl. All right, we're done here. We'll uh, check in with you next week. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies are blue Bright blessed day and the dark sacred night, and I think to myself.